comes the Here comes the Y'all don't really worry like Welcome to the Moneyline Madness Podcast. We're back here in the studios at CSB. My name is Steven Anderson. Boys, what's going on? What's going on, baby? How we doing? I'm Matt Cherico. Next to me on my left, the one and only Andrew Brucato. Andy B. How's everybody doing? I'm doing great. So uh, I'm feeling good to see everybody. Quite lovely. And now let's get into it. Without further ado, episode eight for you guys. Let's start talking about the NFL. I know it's the off season and I know that the Super Bowl just took place a couple weeks ago. First week without football. It's it's uh, I tragic. Enjoy, I, I yeah, know everybody else least. everybody else claimed they didn't enjoy it. I had NASCAR, I enjoyed it. Okay. The Daytona. <laughs> I mean the NBA race. All-Star game the weekend was cool, but I mean yeah. football you just can't beat a Sunday. Yeah, there's NFL nothing games. like an NFL Sunday, one o'clock kickoff. Yeah, no. Like, nothing like a one o'clock kickoff and then you wake up and then you realize at like eight o'clock, like shit, I did nothing but watch football. Watch today. football all day For long. For me it starts at eleven. It starts at eleven, I watch the pregame. For so. me, Sunday, I don't even it doesn't really even happen. You know, as a giant yeah, fan, right. it's like uh-huh. I just kinda everybody else I watch everybody else enjoy it's it. It's like a ghost of a day. Yeah, it you know, happened. it goes by. It's never there. With oh, that being said Exactly. Take yep. us into it, Matt. We're gonna talk what Matt's gonna lay out right now. All right, let's talk futures. I mean out of our three teams here, you know, I'm a Giants fan. Steve likes his Eagles. Let's and go birds! Andy B is a fan of the pack. So, uh, you <laughs> know, out of all three of our teams, Andy B is probably sitting prettiest, I guess. No, I mean, no. nobody's really, really too hot right now. <laughs> um, but we're going to give a little insight on what we think our offseason and what the perfect offseason for our team should be. So, Andy B, take us away. Tell me about your Packers and where you would go if you were Green Bay. Let's hear it, Andy. I mean, it's it's pretty obvious the most important thing is getting Aaron Rodgers back, getting him to come back. Obviously, a couple of days ago, he kind of teased everybody on Pat McAfee with the, uh, I'm not making a decision, but it really felt like he was going to. The non-decision decision. Yeah, from, from right now, from his point of view, it sounds like he's going to come back. It doesn't, it didn't sound like a person who's leaving. If he's not, if he's not coming back, I think he's retiring. So I really don't think they'll have to worry about that otherwise. But the goal, obviously, is to get him back and then, with that comes the Devontae Adams whole situation where you have to figure out. Are you guys going to let him walk out the door, man? Because it's getting eerily close to that. Yesterday, GM Brian Gutenkunst came out and said he he would let him hit free agency if they don't get a long-term deal done. To be, but to be honest with you, I can't see that happening. That That's not realistic in my eyes. If you don't get a long-term deal done... You have to tag him just to make sure you have him. I mean, he's been your your rock yeah. all these years. I yeah. feel like you know, there's, Greg Jennings. Seriously, there's a lot of uh, I feel ball fondling going on in Green Bay. I mean, I feel like everybody's you know teasing around here, I and mean, nobody's actually getting deals done. Doing action, making yeah, things exactly. Happen. So they did. I don't they, know. they did clear, I believe, 14 million in cap space over the last two days. So they're only like 37 over the cap now. So congratulations. They're getting, they're get, hey, they're getting closer, but. Yeah, I think an extension with Rodgers would really clear all that up anyway. So that's the most important part. Adams is obvious. If if you're not going to have Aaron Rodgers, who who do you want there for Jordan Love? You'd want Devontae Adams, well, right? I think it's an argument to be had that why isn't it Jordan Love's time? Like, they drafted this man in the first round. He's had, what, two, three seasons now behind Rodgers to develop, to yeah. learn from one of the best ever, like— when, if it's not now, when? It's to it's quote easier. The great Incubus album. It's easier just to say that, but Aaron Rodgers has won back-to-back MVPs. It's tough to just let that leave and to get rid of that. I'm not I, saying it isn't, but I'm saying I get where you're coming yeah. from. Like if it, it if love 
could play right now, why would you still put him in there if Rodgers is happy and willing to stay on the team? Yeah. But I'm saying in a perfect world, well, actually, this would be the opposite of a perfect world for the Packers. But in this vacuum of a situation, Rodgers is gone. Why isn't it Jordan Love's time to step in and become the next Well, no, Packers no, no. Player? If Rodgers is gone, Jordan Love's starting for them right away. Oh, I, right. Think. I, I, would, sure I wouldn't see anybody else coming in. I. Unless they could somehow swing a deal for Kyler Murray, but that's not happening. I don't think he's going to play yeah. in the freezing cold time. Yeah, so I, I don't see that happening, and you're obviously you're not touching Deshaun Watson right now. So I mean, um, I'm sure from a Packers fan like point of view, you love Aaron Rodgers and everything, but yes. the ties to him for how much it's worth right now with all the drama going on, like this is just it's becoming too much. It's becoming more than just the team. Agreed. You know, it's affecting so much that like. He hasn't done enough for me in his time in Green Bay to really warrant this type of diva action. I mean, he's been there well, for over we're talking a decade. Rogers, right? Yeah, okay, we're talking. He's been sure. there for over a decade, and you got one ring for it. Yeah, yeah, but it's but everybody who's a Packers fan knows it's not his fault. It's it, the, the last year, this year, his fault. Yeah, completely. dude, they did not put points up but, in that NFC championship. Yeah, in game, the past, or rather in the divisional round. In either. the past, it has been consistently the defense. Now they have a great defense, and the, you're right. The question is, why haven't we won a Super Bowl the last two years? Because ultimately, their defense has been one of the better in the league the last couple of years. Absolutely. Regular they have season. It. There's those questions about it, but I can't let a two-time MVP walk out the door for whatever you're trading them for. I mean, especially when this team is Super Bowl-ready. They just need they you know a couple of playoff games go differently and they're they're in the Super Bowl back to back to back years. So correct me if I'm wrong. You guys are probably going to lose Zadarius Smith too, right? I heard that he it, they're probably not going to end up re-signing him. I was listening to Ian Rappaport and he said it seems pretty obvious yeah, that he's that not was coming back. Yeah, show. it would be right. very difficult. It would be very difficult for them to re-sign him. He would have to agree to a lot of things that I just don't think he'd agree to. Yeah, and plus that back is still sort of a question. Like, granted, he did come back and play last year in yeah, the playoffs, right? Yeah, but he came back and he had a sack, but honestly, he didn't play. He played two games. He played the first game and the last game. Yeah, so and to pay him a lot of money to yeah, stay His would His be cap hit is like $26 million. Like, that's, that's crazy. That's a lot. I wanted to comment, Matt, you were pretty much saying this without saying it, but it's funny to me how the Packers and Aaron Rodgers are the most talked about team and person in the – National Football League during the offseason and then during the regular season they go 13 and 3 and they're like the most underrated under the radar like no one talks about them being one of the best teams in the league year after year after year when they're winning all these regular season games is it because people know they're going to fall flat in the playoffs or is it because when they're in the offseason guys like Rodgers guys like Adams demand so much attention off the field with their contract situations with their personal life you name it it's kind of funny to me how like they can go so under the radar in the regular season during the playoffs and then, like, during the offseason, they're, like, the number one show in the NFL. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I, I honestly, I hate to compare it and, you know, hit home for you, but I compare it to your Sixers somewhat. So, you know, like, the Sixers are a fantastic regular season team, and we've seen, seen them at the top of the NBA for about four or five years now. No doubt. But that window there, you know, it's only open for so long. And the fact that it's kind of content with fans, the fact that they've just been winning in regular season, you know, victory is just so common the fact that they're coming and just falling flat in the playoffs, you know, I think that's really what does it. And the yeah. fact that, like, over and over again, I mean, you see it happens to teams in sports constantly. You know, one team I think of is, the like, the Toronto Raptors in the LeBron era when he was with Cleveland. You know, they just couldn't get out of the East out just of because home. of LeBron. So it falls kind of in that category. Yeah. And the NFC has been really stacked. 
You know, the NFC has been incredible for most of Rodgers' career. And like you said, Andrew, like a lot of it doesn't fall on him directly. But at this point, I feel like he's at a point in his career where if you really want that ring, like you need to be the bigger man at some point or another and just step up and lead the team the way that, you know, we see like Tom Brady or somebody like that kind of take charge and accept that leadership role. Yeah, I've, I've always likened it to the Clippers a few years ago when they had every year they were like the one or two seed, maybe even three seed. And then in the playoffs, they just get yeah they get the, the Lob City Clippers like you know yeah, they have these yeah, teams that find they themselves were, at the top but yeah. not just they just yeah. can't get over that hump. Even the Rockets when they had Harden in his yeah. first, second, yeah. third year, exactly. they were right There's there on the so doorstep. many teams that get it fall done. in that yeah. category. And oh yeah, it feels like the windows. And I mean, if you want to go to baseball, you know the Yankees the past four or five years, yeah. you know same type of thing. Yeah. Like they they could easily you could easily see them winning a championship. Yeah, their rosters, but it so never crazy. happens. And it, I almost feel like that was kind of what happens with the Rams this season. You know, yeah. they won, they and it was more like finally. You know, like they had been kind of at that doorstep for so long that you were just waiting for them to break through. And it's just taken more like than expected for them. I think that's what was probably the toughest about watching the Rams win the Super Bowl as a Packer fan is it. They it was your guys year. It was our year. And this team that kind of came in our window has been relatively long. Like I know there was a couple of years for the NFL. Very long. Really since since 2012, their window was open. I mean, you had Brett Favre even before that. Well, yeah, Yeah. you know, but. But just with Rodgers, from 2012 on, there was like two years where they missed the playoffs because they had Brett Hundley playing because he was hurt and whatever. Nice. But really, yeah, Brett Hundley, what a guy. Um, Shout out UCLA. Yes. Uh, whatever happened, though, is the Rams kind of just came in. Their window started in like 20, I want to eight, say 18 when they made the Super Bowl. Whenever they then, played this, uh, yeah, 2017. that year, yeah, lost 13-3. to three. Yeah, that year. And then it, their window's not closed, but their window started later than ours, and ours seems to be kind of wrapping up, even if he does stay. It's only going to be for one or two years anyway, so you would expect it to be closing very soon. All right, well, I was going to say, let's encapsulate it. Your feelings on the Packers in a sentence going into this season, what is it? Yeah, you know what? Actually, instead of that, I'm sorry, but give me three moves you would make for your Packers I'd this keep, offseason. I'd keep Aaron Rodgers, I'd keep Devontae Adams, and I'd... I'd probably draft a pass rusher because I'm letting Zadarius Smith walk out the door. I'm running it back as a fan, and it seems like they're doing that too because you kind of set yourself up for if you do trade Rodgers, it's going to be some very dark days because I don't think – you were bringing up Jordan Love. I don't think he's ready, and I watched him against Detroit this year. He sure as hell did not look ready. Well, that's a whole other story more in-depth. Would you you guys trade – would you guys – what would you give up for Jordan Love? Like honestly, Dave, you can't I mean, trade I'm him. I'm not right interested. Now. Yeah, truthfully. right. I, and that's what that's are we the trading problem. for. What do we know about? The, him? Exactly. I read something that said Packers would uh, trade him for a six round pick. Well, he was a first round pick two years ago. So you're telling me his value fell five picks? That's on. That's how you. it is. That's on the Packers for yeah. that. And I'll never. Uh, somebody said it was like the worst draft bust of all time. That's not true. All right, Mitchell Trubisky was worse than Jordan Love because as much as Mitchell that, Trubisky bro. made, as much as he made the playoffs. That team was horrible no matter what. Their defense led them there every year, and he wound up a backup in the league. So well, I think he's going to get another shot to be a starter based I, off and, as well. And I'm going to be honest. Behind Josh Allen based off the fact that Dable just got hired as a head coach yeah. for the Giants. Things are going to be looking up for him, especially next season when teams are looking yeah, to fulfill you, a quarterback spot. You also spot. have to look up. Look you have to look at who was drafted after him, right? Like I don't, I can't pinpoint in my head. Like Patrick Queen was drafted after. We are getting supremely off topic. I was, yeah, I yeah, really no. just was really looking for your three moves, kind yeah, of three sentences. I was just bringing up that that for Jordan Love, and that's a move that I would make if if any team was interested. I would get Jordan Love out of there because then that shows Jordan, that shows Aaron Rodgers, like. 
I'm, I'm, we're committed to you. I don't know how long. But I, I don't. I get where you're. Pretty obvious what that you're thinking. he's not the guy anyway. So, but they're. I don't think the Packers are gonna put cream on their own face in that regard for like well, much lack. Of they kind of like, did though, didn't they? With the whole thing, because Rodgers kind of came in last year and was like, "This is it. If you don't fix this, this is it." And they had to kind of come up to him and be like, "Please don't leave." Kind of not begging. Because I don't want to make yeah, it sound that like that wasn't love related though. He made it clear the entire time that it had nothing <laughs> yeah, but, to do with love. He had nothing but love for love. But, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, quarterback problems we see it all across the NFL. And I mean, one thing your Eagles, you know, yeah, big issue with Philly right now is the quarterback situation. So you know, tell me what you would do if you were Philly. You know, being a Philly fan, what you would do for them in the off season? All right. So I mean, I've put a lot of time into thinking about it, just listening to the radio in my car looking at things on Twitter, kind of getting a read for the team and their current status. In all honesty, I would hold on to the first round picks that we have, three of them in particular, and I would give Hurts another year. I certainly would not go out and give those picks away for a Russell Wilson. I would lean more towards doing so for Deshaun Watson because I do believe he has much more in the tank than a guy like Russell Wilson, just based off the amount of hits that he's taken, based off the performance that we saw from him two years ago in, in the season that he played in, obviously didn't play last year. So I would keep Hurts around unless the Texans are going to move Watson for like a first-round pick, a third-round pick, and then a future first. I certainly would not give up more than that. Yeah, their, their price tag you right would, now is sitting at like three yeah, first-rounders. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Everything I'm hearing on the radio is like, give up two first-rounders and a future and a third round and this guy and that yeah. guy for Russell Wilson. Everyone's gung-ho about Wilson, I, and I yeah, just don't I'm not, see it. I'm not I big on Wilson nah. either, and I think I'm that not, right now trading for him, unless you're like a team like the Buccaneers or a team like the maybe the Steelers even that's really ready to win now, um, I really don't think Wilson's the move. We've seen, yeah. you know, he's been in a good spot the past couple seasons, and he starts off hot, but he always fizzles out around like week five, six. You know, it has been because of some injuries. He had that hand problem. His offensive line is pretty garbage. Yeah, exactly that as well. You know, Chris Carson was hurt. It just exactly. it happens, but. That doesn't, you know, good players find ways to win games. And like Russell Wilson, I considered him of that type of player, you know, in that caliber yeah. with Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, those great quarterbacks. And for him to not be able to produce wins or even make the playoffs this year, you know, yeah. like that was disappointing. Don't get me wrong. I still think the guy's got talent. I think Absolutely. he can win games. But I just don't see mortgaging your future, excuse me, if you're the Eagles, to bring in a guy like that, you still don't have – the depth of talent around him. Like, he has better weapons in Seattle right now than he does, or rather would, in Philadelphia. If he came yeah. in, Devontae Smith would be his number one. And then after that, like, we don't have a receiving court. Yeah, you don't want to sell Raiders your future so for, bad. you know, two or three years of just contention and exactly. not actually sitting atop the end. Yeah, like, I, I truly don't think that he puts us over the hump in any regard. Like, I think that if we had Hurts yeah. in the huddle again for another year, put him through camp, Learn the playbook more. I mean, people also don't talk about the fact that it was Sirianni's first year last year as mm-hmm. a head coach. Like, it was. you don't just. Yeah. I mean, it's happened. And a lot, before. and a lot of people had him fired after week seven. Yeah, he really I mean, showed up really well. Well, that was a whole thing about yeah. us not running the ball yeah. and us kind of just coaching ourselves out of yeah. games. Like, there was a game against San Francisco week two yeah. where we were home. We easily could have won that game, mm-hmm. and then obviously look where San Francisco went all the way to yeah. the NFC Championship game. So. Games like that where we could have been competing early on yeah. in the year and coaching mistakes just took us out of it. So to encapsulate and not take 40 minutes talking about the Eagles, <laughs> I would say that we hold on to our picks, give Hurts another year, draft well. Please, Howie, I beg <laughs> to God that just 
use your draft picks like a wise man and don't take guys don't reach don't go for certain positions for flash yeah like fuck if there's a guard there and he's gonna help us win games take the guard like i truly we're not looking for splash we're looking for continuity we're looking for wins in the future and that's how we're gonna do that is through the draft so that's my take on the Eagles offseason scenario. Yeah, like just it. to come back for one second. For Watson, you said you would trade two firsts, right, and a third or something of so that nature? ultimately what I would be willing to give up for Watson would be two of the first-round picks this year and a third round next year. I, I couldn't justify that. That guy hasn't played football in a year and a half. And he's had legal issues, so I'm sorry. Two first-round picks for that is is but very the concerning. legal issues the are completely yeah. You can leave though, the league. Exactly. no one's making a move for him until it also gets settled. Exactly, so it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, I'm but, trading for Deshaun Watson, and he's playing and for my football name. team. Yeah, on a clear no, name. I get that, but he also hasn't played. Any, it's going to be two years I'm since he had disputing. played a football. He's one of the I mean, best quarterbacks in the NFL to me. He but will he still be? We've seen people take injury hiatuses and they never come back. Not injured though. This guy just didn't play because he wasn't allowed to. Yeah, yeah but sure that might – sometimes that's even – I'm sure he's training, but he's not training NFL ready. How long is it going to take for him? Like, we talked about this with Ben Simmons. Like, how long is it going to take to get this player ready? Like, I mean, they said Simmons is near, like, ready. I don't I don't know. You have an yeah, argument we'll for sure. I yeah, like, I'm like just it. going to play itself no, yeah. out. So, you have yeah. an argument, and if you end up being right, then kudos to you. But I personally think that a guy like Watson – what does he have, like, five years in the league under his belt? Yeah, like, yeah. I think so. And on a garbage team, and yeah. he's taking them to the playoffs. Yeah. And he's taking them to the playoffs, times. I believe, on one or two occasions. Yeah, yeah. He, his passer rating – I don't have it in front of me, but is very yeah no no very I'm, I'm not high. disputing Deshaun Watson 80, is one of the best quarterbacks when he comes back. I just don't know how you do two first round picks for a guy who hasn't played in two years, but you, that that's a gamble you take. Yeah, it is. Especially if, you if really... you're the Eagles when if you if it works out and you're winning, these are late first round picks, so you can make those up. So well, I completely understand what you mean. Another team also in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. Well, I thought are so they? Until they, <laughs> New York until they met, are they? My New York Giants. Matt, um, give us your I outtake. wish I wish they were in the run for it. You know why? <laughs> because we have first round picks out the ass, man. And truthfully, giving up two first round picks or even three really doesn't put a dent in the Giants the way it would other teams. You know, we could almost give you two first round picks and a guy maybe that was a first round pick a year or two ago and we'll call that three because a lot of times that happens and they'll they'll just say oh we got three first round yeah, picks. Yeah, I, I know when saying. when Gettleman as much as I hate the guy when he traded for Jabril Peppers in the Odell trade he considered him a first round pick and honestly like I kind of saw where he came from at the time you know it, it, the trade worked out Gettleman's you know regime didn't but the trade ended up working out probably for the better of the Giants and uh you know I'll, I consider Jabril a high talent and a first round pick so oh, if yeah. you're getting a guy like that I think that it could be a good move. So I agree with the price tag of Watson right now being at about two first-round picks. I think three is a little high. And I think Joe Sheen coming in for the Giants, him and Dayball, I think that it's going to be a whole new type of football team that Giants fans are totally not accustomed to seeing. I think that Daniel Jones is going to be airing the ball out way more. You're going to see a lot more Kenny Galladay. Bold take. Dude, you want to know something? I saw on Twitter the other day. It was in 2018, Daniel Jones' uh, attempts downfield of 15 yards or more was at 4.8. We know that Daniel Jones, one of the best things that he does is throw the deep ball. He could definitely you launch know, it. That's really, like, statistically, he is one of the best quarterbacks in the league when it comes to deep ball accuracy. And it really, the stats prove that. You know, you could go anywhere and it finds that Daniel Jones, you know, he isn't great but he is good at that. I was going to imagine statistic. how much better he could be if he had a decent offensive line. In front exactly. Of him. Oh, yeah. Get some guys yeah. around him. So as I was saying, I think that 
he had four attempts, 4.2 attempts in 2018. All of a sudden, Jason Garrett gets hired the next two years. What what are his attempts? 2.8 and then 2.1 this past year. 2.1 attempts of 15 yards or more is absolutely pathetic. Yeah, and we all know Jason Garrett runs pretty much a high school offense. It was was atrocious, man. So I think you can expect a lot more from this, you know, regime of Joe Shane and Brian Dayball. They're bringing in a whole new offensive coordinator, you know. That's the most important thing. This is fresh faces all around for the Giants. So if I was the Giants... I would just stick at it right now for this one season. There really isn't necessarily much you could do within the next 365 days to improve the Giants besides kind of just sitting and seeing what you have to work with. We know Daniel Jones has talent. How far can that go with some other talent around him in a decent offense? That's not something we've been able to see, obviously, with Jason Garrett and those types of attempts. So give me a little time with Daniel Jones. I want to see if he could consistently air the ball out like that. If that statistic is a fluke, it'll get exposed. You know, Dayball's offense, we saw it with Josh Allen. He likes airing the ball out. So if Daniel Jones isn't that guy, it's going to be pretty evident relatively soon you know, into the season that a change needs to be made. And I think, as you were saying with Trubisky, I think the Giants could go to Trubisky as a backup quarterback just for that very reason. Yeah, he not, saw the offense last year. Yeah. Familiarity. Know, he, exactly. Yeah. It's a, a scene that he's seen and perhaps, saw success in. Perhaps. So if the Daniel Jones thing really does go sideways, you could fall back on a guy like that. So right now, if I'm the Giants, I'm just kind of sticking out this next season, seeing what we have, and then really go from there. This draft coming up, I want an offensive lineman and I want an edge rusher. You know, just get me two guys that, like you said, we're not going for home run hits. We're trying to build a foundation as a young team that could contend in the NFL in a few years. You know, we're not beating the Chiefs next year. You know, we're not beating the Bills. We're not beating the Niners. And we can't even beat the Commanders. Yeah. So what is it that going to say for Couldn't us? Couldn't get know? a first down against the Commanders That this was year. atrocious, <laughs> that, that game towards the end of the year. Okay. When you guys With Jake Fromm. Okay. But wait, um, I want to comment on something. Just from an outsider's perspective, granted, I hate the Giants. Obviously, I'm a Birds fan. But I think you posed some really good points specifically about the offense because you got guys like Galladay who – that was his first year on the Giants last year under a shitty regime, comes in, going to have Dayball as his offensive coach and his head coach this year. You got so, Tony. You yeah, got Kadarius, Shepard Tony still. is one I wanted to really comment Ingram, on. still have Ingram. Like, yeah. You guys you know, have offensive of explosiveness. And, I mean, Barkley, if he can stay healthy. So Exactly. You knew, like We didn't even mention Saquon yeah. there until now. So, like – Really, you know, see what you have. And in that type of offense, like, I really think that there's potential. And Jason Garrett just really wasn't tapping in at all, and neither was. In uh, reality, our teams are in very similar situations, being the Eagles and the Giants, because we both are kind of taking the same same stance with our quarterback situation, where it's like, give it another year to play out, because we don't really have championship-ready rosters at the moment, whereas the Packers... Like you guys yeah. do have a championship yes. roster. You have if to you figure bring this out. Rogers back. You're automatically in the championship so, conversation. Yeah, as a person looking at your two teams, I'm going to pose one hypothetical to you, Matt Corral. Would either no, of you be more stop. excited? Uh, more for him, not you, Man. because Jalen Hurts. Sick I'll give of the stupidity. I'll give you Jake Jalen Hurts. He's at least somewhat exciting, and he has some potential. You've seen two years of Daniel Jones. Granted, with shit coaching, but. A new regime, maybe a new exciting young quarterback, that wouldn't excite you at all. I'm Matt down Corral. on Corral. You're I mean, down, is it just Corral in general? Yeah, I just don't really like him. I don't really yeah, like what, kind of like, me of In my opinion, he's the most exciting quarterback in the draft. Maybe Kenny Pickett might no, be the most Not successful. this year. Not this year. I really not don't think when you have 
two picks into in the top. Well, that's why like I think that. it'd be more intriguing because you have two picks, so you can use one of them on him and then one of them on a maybe another need. Because I know you brought up Trubisky as a backup. I, I don't oh, know God, what I did you not got. think Trubisky are, would be mentioned this many times. On you, the yeah, I did there. not either. You guys are very high on Mitchell Trubisky, though. I mean, I'm I, high on him for. All right, I didn't see, say I'm see, very high on him. I just said you said the guy. You said the guy's a bust. And he's not a bust. He's not a bust. He was a first-round pick four years ago. He's not on the team he played for. Did, did you? Was that not a bust? Did you or did you not say that he won or rather went to a playoff game? Did he, he went to a playoff? He went to a playoff game. Did he take his team to a playoff? Yeah, has an eight and eight team because Jordan of his defense. Love, Jordan Love was a first-round pick. Brother hasn't touched the field for the exception because of that one game an where Rodgers was hurt. It's a two-time so MVP, four-time. I understand, MVP. but bro, <laughs> Rodgers has made it clear two off seasons in a row now that. In le- like last year, it was if you guys don't make changes to to make me happy, then I'm gone. And now For this sure. year, it's more or less just like, oh well, I'm kind of trying to figure out what I want. Yeah. But if they were that confident in Jordan Love and they knew that he was deserving of that first round pick and that he could play right now, then why the fuck would they not? No, say, you're 100 percent right. You, At this moment, Jordan Love's a bust too. But to not call Mitchell Trubisky a bust, he was drafted four years ago. My, He's not even on that team anymore. My point was. Just that Mike yeah. Lennon was our backup quarterback last season. And Jake Fromm. So yeah, I think a, that if you need a backup a quarterback that isn't Mike <laughs> Lennon, maybe a guy that's familiar with the offense could be of some use. Yes, that um, was maybe the I most did fun not I've ever had think I didn't think that Mitchell Trubisky was the saving grace of the New York football uh, no, Giants. No, no, no. I'm not even saying um, that. I'm just saying it's, it seems as if you guys were very a little higher on I mean, than the most people. But yeah, he's, who was? Oh, Ryan, God. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> all right. I love well, that. That's great. You know, that's all we're going to say for the NFL this week. <laughs> um, I think we've discussed enough for the football week. I wanted uh, to talk futures, but they have nothing on FanDuel yeah, right they're, now. They're yeah, not, not much betting going Except on yet. The I think they're going to let the draft happen and then probably see from there. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, it's a valid leading point. us into basketball, let's talk a little bit about the All-Star break you know, and the All-Star weekend that we had. Must we? Uh, we saw my man, Obadiah Richard Toppin, take home the slam Obadiah dunk Richard contest. Obadiah Richard Toppin. <laughs> he oh took home yikes. the slam dunk contest. Um, wasn't too exciting other than him, really. Um, <laughs> it was really just him against himself, and yeah, he really, really could have done anything exciting. and would have won that. Um, the three-point contest was cool. Carl Anthony Towns, you know, that was that, exciting. That Jersey was cool. kid, that was really cool. Yeah, you know, I should have put I some like money Kat. on that. And I mean, yeah, he was sitting at plus twelve hundred, yeah, so that's like crazy. definitely wow. could have made. He said I it saw, too. Vegas got the odds wrong. Dude, Shaq. I follow a Timberwolves <laughs> fan on Twitter who put two hundred and fifty dollars on Cat, and Good he was like, him. "Dude, they disrespected just out him." Of the yeah, just because they disrespected him with those odds. So I mean. Yeah, good for you. I you will say though, I I didn't see That's a awesome. tower like him winning it. You know what I mean? Like no, a guy I mean, like with him, Patty has Mills, never won and it. like you know other guys like that yeah. in there, like Van with Vliet Luke Kennard, like yeah, Freddie yeah. Van Meet, like. <laughs> so uh, unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, I'm sorry. All right. Well, do no, you want to get into the games that we're not so interested in for tonight's slate? We could kind of just rack off our picks there, and then we could dive more into the NBA on TNT games. Let's talk. Frig yeah. Let's start with the Cavaliers game. They're playing the Pistons. What are you guys thinking on that one? Well, no Darius Garland, no Karis LeVert for that game. So really not much I'm interested in other than that. Uh, I mean, those guys out, they've been the cream of the crop for this team besides Jared Allen and Mobley. So I'm really only looking at props for Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. And really then you kind of off air convinced me like not to stay away from Jared Allen. So sorry, I don't know. I don't think that he's going to have a bad game. I don't think he's going to have a bad game, but I, for, at, 
trusting him to record a double double <laughs> right now. I don't know if that's something I want on my four lager. So uh, I'm gonna go through that game, and I'm just gonna take the Cavs minus three and a half. I think that they win this game. They lost by ten to the Pistons last time we saw. So. I mean, I think they're going to come out with a little wow. bit more of a vengeance. And the yeah. Cavs were home for the All-Star Exactly. Break. I was going to say so that, they're too. They're fresh. They got that. And they won that what, I mean, youth competition or whatever it was. Yeah, Rising Stars. The Rising I mean, Stars competition. How many Pistons were at the All-Star game? Was it just Kate Cunningham? The all, at the All-Star game? Yeah. None, Zero. I don't think. Yeah. There you go. That, that game <laughs> probably, They were probably, I guess paid. they were in vacation. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I'm glad, though, that they didn't just be like, all right, well, he was the first overall pick. Like, we need to kind of have that guy in there just because they yeah, had yeah, the yeah. Stars yeah. League. No, but I'm saying I mean, in that, that all-star that, yeah. game. Like, I feel like they would try to, just like they did with Zion, where they were like, all right, oh, well, yeah. we're going to add this play-in round so we can get our star in the in the playoffs. Yeah. but Yeah. For me, when it comes to this game, no Darius Garland, no Karis Levert, no interest. I got the Cavs minus six. I mean, I think that's a pr- actually a pretty low number, but I guess the injuries kind of make that number what it is. But, yeah, I'm going Cavs minus six. I'm just rolling with the money line, Cavs minus 240. It's nothing pretty. But you know what, though? With all of my money line picks, maybe, I'm not saying for sure, but maybe I would do a whole parlay on them just to increase the odds. On the Cavs? Yeah. Well, no, like, as we go through these, you'll see what I have, and then I'll recap at the end. All right. With that being said, we're going to be moving on to the next game, and I'm excited to hear your picks for this. Oh! We're going to talk about the Atlanta Hawks going up against the Chicago Bulls. Right now, the Bulls sit at three-and-a-half-point favorites. That's at minus 110. The over-under is a whopping 240. Man. That seems a little high. Yeah, I don't know about high. you guys. Steve, what's your picks for these games? 240 is a lot of points. This game, so. so like I said, I'm sticking with money lines for all these games that we're not diving too deep into. So I'm going to roll with the Hawks plus 136 here. I like Ice Trey. I think coming off that all-star break, he's going to try to invigorate his team with some lively play. So give me Hawks plus 136 on the money line. Andy? Yeah, the Bulls are uh, tied for the number one seed in the East. I don't see the Hawks beating them. I have them covering the minus three and a half, too. I thought that was an extremely low number. Matt, before you go, what did you think about DeMar DeRozan? What did you think about DeMar DeRozan's performance in the All Star Game? Because honestly, I was looking at him as like a sleeper MVP performer, and kind of just went quiet. I mean, there's a lot of his, players that kind of went quiet. Too. I don't think his weird. game is I mean, built for the All Star yeah. Game. Yeah. He's a mid-range, mid-range, yeah, mid-range. Shot, I don't think actually getting some. Th- like, yeah, he literally <laughs> came out and he did shoot like three or four, yeah. and you're just like, wow. You see, did you I see, mean, they dropped. They were, yeah, they no, were they're, they're clean. Buckets. Did you see Luka Doncic, what he said? Man, you shoot mid-rangers so well. His recruiting his recruiting skills are very bad. Bro, if I was, <laughs> if I was DeMar, that. I would not be going anywhere. No, yeah. no, I love I – but nah, no, he's chilling he is right I mean, I think everybody's shine was kind of taken off with the way Curry played. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the thing. I mean, Curry kind of – That's how it was. All right, Matt, where are you laying on that game, though? My bad. Yeah, I'm going to go entirely against what you were saying, and I'm going to take the Bulls minus three and a half as well as uh, Andy B., and right now, I think that the under in that game looks pleasing, but I'm not going to touch it. I think that that could be something you could dabble in if you're looking to parlay those two and you want to make some money. But, you know, truthfully, I don't think the Hawks could put up 120 points. You that know is, what I'm that, saying? That over-under is high. That's that's pretty high. So I'm going to go with the Bulls minus 3.5. As the one seed, I yeah, like Andy B said, 3.5 seems like a yeah, very small amount. Pretty good so number. sticking with them, and I think we're going to get a win in Chicago in the Windy City. You're so, going to get a win? Yeah, moving on. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take the money. Moving on, we got the Memphis Grizzlies going up against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Memphis coming in as a one-and-a-half-point favorite, minus 122 on the money line. Another whopping over-under sitting at 239.5. Andy, how are we feeling? 
one of the most, actually two of the most exciting young players in the league are playing in this game. I love John Morant, and I really love Anthony Edwards. Yeah, that's awesome. So that's actually very interesting for tonight's game. But the one and a half was, because it's such a close number, but for the Grizzlies, I feel like, they should beat them by a lot more than that. So I, I got the Grizzlies covering the one and a half, but I'd be really excited to watch that matchup tonight. Yeah, it's going to be explosive for sure. Steve? I'm rolling with another doggy here, man. I'm going to roll with the Timberwolves plus 104 based off Cat's performance in the three-point contest. I know it's just a competition, but he's yeah. got momentum on his side right now. They're a good team. They're playing at home, coming off the break. So I'm rolling with Timberwolves plus 104 on the money line. Real quick before you go, I don't know if they have this prop bet, but I guarantee you the first shot Carl Anthony Towns takes tonight is a three-pointer. You think so? They, it has to be. That's interesting. He's sitting at, at 1.5 three-pointers for an over-under. So if yeah. you are interested, the over is at minus 188, and the under is plus 146. So I guess Fandle is feeling the same I way. I think he's gonna t- his first shot at least is going to be just because it's in front of the home crowd. You just want it. I mean, why not? Yeah. Have some fun. Yeah. If, if you're on the wolves like me out there, too, you could consider this. I, I mean, these first baskets are such a toss-up obviously but carl anthony towns and a memphis win plus 1100 i didn't even realize that it said memphis win at the end (laughs) let me see where there's one with him in the first shot and a minnesota win because it's probably even higher i think honestly for this game i'm gonna stick with the spread right now for memphis i really like one and a half and honestly for how good they've been defensively i could see them coming in you know using the size of jaron jackson and stephen adams as well and kind of using both of them on cat to really eliminate how big of a presence he's going to be down low. If you could kind of force the ball into D'Lo's hands a little bit more out of the three of them, you know, him, Cat, and uh, Ant-Man, I think that'll do you a little justice. If you want to go Memphis Grizzlies money line and then go to player made threes and Desmond Bain, I think that he's going to come in. He was in the three-point contest as well. His over-under for three-and-a-half threes man. is sitting at 140, <laughs> plus 140. So if you want a little uh, cheeky parlay right there, you could move those two together. What is your definition of cheeky? I feel like we should let the listeners out there know. You say it a lot, yeah, for sure. Well, you know, cheeky is something that I feel like it's has a good chance of happening. It's, yeah. it's I don't know. It's just something that— it feels cheap. Yeah, it right. feels cheap, yeah, like you know, go. like plus. Well, I would say like in three and a half threes pers- at plus one forty six. Yeah. Like I feel like for Fanduel, like I feel like that happens relatively decent amount for Desmond Bain. You know, that's his job yeah. is that uh, three and D guy. So yeah, I don't hate it. Stand there. I mean, I'm definitely on the Wolves, threes. like I said, and for the reasons I said it. But plus thirteen hundred, if you think Cat can make the first basket and then they can pull off the win as well. So interesting. Hundred higher than that. I mean, like I said, the first baskets are so tough, but yeah. the guy is. A, a beast so yeah <laughs> something to consider well moving on another game that's starting at 8 10 p.m eastern standard time we got the phoenix suns going up against the oklahoma city thunder the suns are 10 point favorites sitting at minus 550 i know the thunder have been somewhat you know not that good but yeah. <laughs> uh they are a young exciting team if you are a basketball fan and you do like the game um, they do have a lot of young talent, and I really enjoy guys like Josh Giddy. I think yeah. Lou Dort has the potential to be back tonight. And, uh, you know, Shy, Gil- Shy Gilgis Alexander is out, but I right now have the Thunder covering that plus 10. That sits at minus 110, and if you want to add something onto that, you could even add Josh Giddy 10-plus assists because the guy's been an absolute monster. Yeah, ever since that game at MSG, he went crazy. Oh, since dude, then, like, I always like to way. dig on the yeah, Knicks. Find you know, a way. Yeah, always. But I agree with you. Both teams are missing a key guard uh chris paul not playing is it sucks for basketball the way he's hurt now but um yeah i have the thunder covering that 10 that 10 just feels it's a finger right did he hurt his finger yeah 
yeah. fractured six thumb. to eight weeks right yeah it's a lot right but back, he played in the all-star game right back for the playoffs interesting yeah that's kind of like what we were talking about all fair where <laughs> is it worth going hard in an exhibition game that means no. nothing but We'll talk about that another time. All I have to say about this one is Suns minus 550. Book it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you want to just make some cheeky, you know, right well, there. Cheeky bread. Yeah, well, I'm, you know, I'm, it's like more likely than not, the Suns are going to win that wrong. game. I mean, the odds so, below. But, exactly. But it's cheeky because it's free cash, essentially. I for, agree. The, for the title of this episode. Exactly. Cheeky I think that. I just wanted the listeners to know what you were yeah, referencing 100%. when you said I love that. Exactly. Love that's that. a great example right there. Oh, yeah. So, going, moving on a little bit later, yeah, that we have game. the uh, Sacramento Kings at home hosting the Denver Nuggets. Right now, the Nuggets are four-and-a-half-point favorites. I feel like that's even a little bit low. The Nuggets are really freaking yeah. good, man. They're... And the Kings, I know they just bought in with the whole Sabonis and you know De'Aaron Fox thing, and they want those two you know, getting some chemistry, but... Man, four and a half? Like, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of low. What do you think? I'm I'm not high on the Kings, so I, I sure as hell don't understand how it's four and a half. And the Nuggets are a really good team, so I I have the Nuggets covering the four and a half like you. I don't I don't really see anything that tells me that they can't beat them by five. Like literally, I get it. They're buying in the Kings, and good for them. It's about time for a team, a small really, market team. It is for a small market team. That's great, but. Is DeMontis Sabonis completely flipping you? No, I don't yeah, think so. Yeah, enough to only lose and by I love four the to the Nuggets. Too, like, the Nuggets beat the Knicks, like, yeah. every year by, like, 20. Every yeah. time. Well, every time. Everybody yeah. beats I always the Knicks okay. And with that said, taking the Nuggets minus 184 on the money line. But let me wrap up with my parlay. Taking all them money lines in a parlay. Recapping real quick. Cavs, Hawks, Wolves, Suns, Nugs, plus 1,124. Book it. All right. Well, if you follow us, you know that... Uh, one thing that we like on FanDuel is the NBA on TNT tab. Under that game, we have the Boston Celtics going up against the Brooklyn Nets. Right now, the Celtics on their hot streak. Andy B's boys coming in at nine-point favorites, sitting at minus 420 <laughs> on the money line. Over-under sitting at 214.5. And, a half. and uh, yeah, Andy, what are you feeling yeah, about this? Get us kicked off I, here, I love that anytime you bring up that the Celtics are on a hot streak, Steve's face is just amazing. He's always like, oh, like you like, like that, that, but yeah, obviously but they are. Got to give them credit right now. They're hot. Yeah, the best team in basketball. Simple as that. Right. But no, um, they came. They came out of the or into the All Star break after a rough loss to Detroit. They tried to sleepwalk through it, and it didn't. It didn't go well. But um, coming out against Brooklyn, I consider them a rival, even though Kyrie's not playing, KD's not playing. I hate Brooklyn, so I think this is you a game. Just beat Are up they really them? rivals? Oh, Brooklyn's yeah. only been around. For I think like it's 10 just years. who cares about Brooklyn? Yeah. You know, yeah. like no, no, no. Just letting Brooklyn live rent free. It is weird. Like, they don't. That's okay. a personal problem. Too, <laughs> it's not. It's, I don't I care get, about Brooklyn enough see, to like you know, seek some help, Andrew. Yeah. All right, it's because of the Kyrie situation. He, I guess, stepped on our leprechaun. Wait, is he back? No, no, no. He can't play because it's in Brooklyn. You know, no. I saw like you know how the Snapchat stories. Oh yeah. Well, they're going to be lifting the vaccine mandate in New York soon, so but they didn't do it yet. Yeah, not yet. It's coming in time. They made the playoffs. The playoffs. Yeah. Yep. yeah, what a surprise, obviously. Um, but yeah, without those two playing, I expect their op- the Celtics offense to do exactly what they did before Curry and Drummond came, but I still expect them to do exactly what they, they did last time. So I got Tatum over 27.5, Alfred Horford over 8.5. I thought that was a low number for me for a guy who he does just stand there and shoot threes a lot Sucks. of the time. He will be in a wow. wheelchair in five years. All right. You know what? Alfred's a the good man guy. can't move. And I've got uh, my last one on. It's a parlay. You can make uh, Celtics minus nine, Tatum over 27 and a half, Alfred over eight and a half, and uh, Jalen Brown over six and a half rebounds. No Rob Williams. It sounds like no Rob Williams. 
Somebody's going to have to be there to rebound. I believe he'll be there. Tice will be yeah, there. I was going to say, what about your new boy Tice again, back on the squad? I love Vanilla Tice, man. I love Vanilla, Vanilla Tice. Tice. All right, well, yeah. I'll go next just because I yeah. pretty much have the same parlay. I'm taking Celtics minus nine as well. I'm taking Tatum over seven and a half rebounds, and I'm also going to roll with Tatum over 27 and a half points altogether at plus 428 on the odds. That probably will adjust during the day just based off how odds move, yeah. but I'm going to roll with that and kind of – for the same reasons Andrew says, as much as it kind of makes me want to throw up in my mouth. Like, I, I do like the Celtics' momentum right now. The Nets still kind of trying to figure things out with the big move that sent hard in the Philly. So I'm going to roll with that parlay at plus 428. Maddie, what's your thoughts? Well, I'm looking at these player performance doubles, and I see, like, a Jason Tatum 25 in Boston win is sitting at, like, minus 108. And I just want to say that's the total opposite of cheeky, man. Like <laughs> minus 108, 25 and a win. Like that's just awful to me. So looking at the Jalen Brown one, that's sitting at plus 132. Cheeky. Give me it. I'll take that all day. <laughs> We're going to make Brown, shirts. Cheeky. That's going to be our first set of apparel. It's just I said it needs to be cheeky. And yeah. Cheeky like bets. It needs to be the in the title of this episode. <laughs> cheeky bets. Plus 132. Jalen Brown, 25 points in Boston, a win. I mean, he's got Seth Curry guarding him, like, I guess. Like, he's going to want to torch him. So give me it. Give me it all day. Let's go. Let's go Sweet. Boston, right? Am I right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah, Brooklyn. Simple as that. Yeah. <laughs> Plain and simple. Oof. I'm going to throw up all fair. All right. For the last game of the night, though. Couldn't hurt to dive into it right now. No better time. Golden State Warriors versus the Portland Trail Blazers. Matt, kick us off, baby. Man, Golden State minus 10, minus 500 on the money line, over under 226.5. I mean, not much exciting on the Portland Trail Blazers side. I really like Anthony Simons. I think you can go with this three-point prop. That usually sits at about 3.5, and, and it's been relatively, relatively free cash. I mean, if he's going to come out and play a team like the Warriors, it's going to be a lot of running and gunning. You know, the Warriors do almost the same type of play that the Trailblazers like to do. They just do it a lot better. So if you want to <laughs> go and you want to look at Anthony Simons, his – uh, three-point prop is sitting at four and a half right now, and that's at plus 112. He attempts like 12 a game. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's yeah, true, yeah, like, come on, give me that. When so, you need to be making buckets to keep up. Exactly. Too, yeah. You know, no Dame right now, so it's really just falling on him and Nurk. So I'm going to go with that, and then you could add in – um, if you want to go with an alternate spread, I really like Golden State, like minus six. I think that 10's a lot. And I just, in today's NBA, 10 is a lot to cover in a spread and win. You know, we see teams get 10 point leads all the time, but sticking that out for the win, yeah. you know, it doesn't happen as often as you would think. So You're for that reason, yeah. I'm going to go with an alternate spread and then a little Anthony Simons over four and a half, three pointers. Andy? Where are the odds on that? Uh, one second. I will get that Word. to you. Okay. All right. I'll make mine quick because. It's the Trailblazers, who cares? But I do have them covering the 10 because I feel like I think Anthony Simons is going to have a big night tonight, so I have his over 22.5 because, like you said, he shoots so many threes. You just hit a couple of them, and you're going to be close. But I have Wiggins over 15.5. He's coming off an emotional high. Both of these guys are because I have Curry's too, but Wiggins coming off the All-Star game. I have him over 15.5. Curry under 25.5. Interesting. I wanted, I was just going to ask, what do you think it was like for Wiggins playing the All-Star oh. game in Cleveland, being that he was drafted by Cleveland, I, sent away because LeBron didn't want him yeah. over Kevin Law? You know what I mean? I wonder if that I was I felt some... so happy for him. Yeah. I was very happy. I told you guys before we started, I, I wasn't emotional. I'm not that guy, but I thought it was you really You were crying. Cool. I wasn't lie. crying. I was, But it was really cool. Sting up at least. But like, he went through a lot after, really it's after. It's cool to see. All of it, it's, yeah. It's cool because, to see as a and, sports fan. And as he said, in Cleveland where he was, I think. Because he got hurt too, right? Towards ACL or? MCL, yeah. something like that. Uh, he's something had knee problems, knee. yeah. yeah. Uh, also, my bet comes in at a plus 198. So if you're looking for something, you know, not too heavy 
And might cheeky, I say it? Cheeky, a little bit is it cheeky, cheeky bet. Uh, you know, I'm gonna go for that. Anthony Simmons over four and a half threes, and Golden State Warriors minus four and a half. Word so, up. yeah, that's my picks for the NBA on TNT games. Let me round you guys out, got though. any more? I yeah, gotta get my pick out for this game. Uh, I'm going to go with Warriors money line. I'm going to take Curry over four and a half threes. I mean, based off of how he performed in that all-star game, granted the defense wasn't there. Like, I do think he's got a hot hand right now. And then I'm also going to take Curry over 25 and a half points altogether at plus 215 on the money line. Book it. Book it. Book it. Cool. Well, you guys have anything more to add NBA-wise? I know he wanted to talk some baseball, but before we do that to wrap up the show, let me just get a quick thought out on Honda Classic this weekend because yeah, golf is the shiznit. After he does the golf, I got a little NASCAR thing. Very quick. All right. Well, with that being said, we're going to head to a break. Be back in a few, and we're going to talk some golf. And we're back from the break, Matt. Thank you for kicking us off there. I just wanted to get this quick thought out on some odds for the Honda Classic this weekend. Got Brooks Kepka sitting at plus 1,200. Obviously coming off an injury-riddled year last year with that knee. Still played competitively. But I do think that he could be somebody to watch this weekend in terms of guys that are sitting at higher odds that have been performing well as of late. I think Daniel Berger could be something to consider at plus 1,600. And really going out and taking a reach here but I would like Cameron Young at plus 2700 a guy that's been playing well on the tour and has not seen his best day as of yet so I think that he could be somebody to kind of watch climb the charts Saturday and Sunday so those would be my three for the Honda Classic this weekend Andrew all right I'll get my little NASCAR vroom vroom I'll get this quick uh coming off the Daytona everybody's got a race under their belt a very very challenging race. A lot of wrecks during Daytona. It was a great race, but it's more where you see now the best racers come out. It's the second race. Let's go. We've got a, got it. I would very good odds on a plus fifteen hundred on Joey Logano. That is. Can you review what your bets were last week and how did last those go? week I I locked in Logano because I was really conf- confident coming off the Bush Clash that he was going to be able to do it. He was actually leading the race for a good amount of time and then he wrecked out unfortunately yeah you always run the risk when you're betting these because the cars can always get into big there was like 22 cars that uh were out of the race by then it was like 20 cars left look at dale earnhardt dude he passed yeah. away on the last lap of the yeah. daytona 500 it's it's that daytona especially the last lap there's always a wreck and there was I crazy mean, so there's always that but logano at plus 1500 that is that's really good i mean you put 10 bucks on that that's 150 he always is in these races i mean i said it last week he was but i i would be hard pressed not to pick kyle bush he was almost wrecked out of the race came back from his pit like two or three laps down he was on the lead lap and he was just killing it did a great job so i the favorite in my mind would be kyle bush but if you want some value joey logano plus 1500 all right i like it honestly i think I mean, I'm not the biggest NASCAR guy. I hear it. I hear you. But I could definitely see some of those it's, taking uh, place. It's very enjoyable. Educated yeah. picks from our boy AB. Yeah, I'm not a big NASCAR guy, but I guess I'll ride with you. Get into it, boys. I wasn't either. Until, yeah, right. Really until no intended. until last year, when COVID, like two years ago when COVID hit, I was like, there was nothing on, and then NASCAR came back. I was like, oh, wow, this is It really was one of the first ones that came back. Because, I mean, you I could. Mean, I guess I mean, you are could. socially distant. Yeah, yeah, obviously, you're in your own car. It was and very, and it was very enjoyable, so. All right, Matt, you want to take us home here? Yeah, you know, um, Andy B. did want to dabble a little bit on baseball. We have not heard anything from the players or, you know, man, uh, owners right now. A lot of beef going on there. You know, we really, for, as fans, we just want to see a deal get done. 
the logistics of it. Um, we just want to see both sides, you know, come to an agreement. So the sooner for that, the better. We're going to be coming with baseball updates as soon as the season starts. Oh, yeah. um, don't forget to follow us on social media at ML Madness Pod. We are now on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter across all platforms. Let's go. We're going to be active, oh, yeah. giving you bets throughout the week, trying to make you guys some money. With that being said, Moneyline Madness episode eight has come to a conclusion. Boys, you got anything to add? If we hit a hundred, if we hit a hundred followers on TikTok, I will do a gritty for everybody. Simple. Oh, Jesus! Right you heard it here Let's first. get it going. Let's see go. this. Andy B. Gritty coming <laughs> to the talk soon. This. Thanks for watching, everybody. This has been Moneyline Madness. Have a good week. It was a blast. Peace. Go dogs.